Hello and welcome to Scintillating Stories. In this show we read short stories by a variety of authors. Today's tale is in keeping with the spooky season and takes us on a tour of a haunted house. Ghost Stories by Rebecca Reed. This house, my house, is full of ghosts. Drifting through the walls, wafting around the empty rooms like plumes of ash, disturbing the dust with their cries. Some of them, the angry ones, shriek and wail and throw things or dislocate their jaws in front of me, trying to scare me. Others sit quiet and still in their chosen area of the house, staring off into space or blinking sadly at me as I pass. A few in particular come to mind. There's a middle-aged man who lives in the attic and whom I hardly ever see. His presence is enough to make me sway on my feet and gag with nausea, but we've managed to get on better terms of late. He doesn't leave the attic, I don't enter it, and on the off chance that we do meet, I've gotten very good at ignoring his noxious miasma and ordering him sharply back to where he came from. There's an old woman who lives in the kitchen and throws things. I see her quite a lot, and definitely more than I would like. She doesn't do rational discussion, hence the throwing things and the screaming. The best way I've found to deal with her is just to nod my head and smile and try not to take any of her noisy nonsense to heart. There's an old man who lives in the sitting room and doesn't speak. I can crouch down an inch from his face and he won't see that I'm there. He likes watching soap operas on the old beat-up television, in the same way that the woman in the kitchen likes throwing things, although he keeps the sound turned way down. Sometimes he needs help adjusting the dials and makes an unintelligible grunting sort of request for help. I go over and adjust the picture and we go back to ignoring one another. There's a group of children, more like imps, that live in the downstairs bathroom. I'm still not sure how five children fit into a space as small as a broom cupboard, but they manage it. They like hiding from me and from each other, pulling pranks and pinching one another and giggling. When I'm least expecting it, one often sneaks up behind me and pulls my hair, leaving me bewildered as to where the sudden sharp pain has come from, until I turn around and find the bathroom door open. I try to tell myself that they're only children and that their silly pranks don't matter. I keep a chair pushed up against the door anyway, if only to stop them pinching me when I need to concentrate on something else. There's a boy with black hair who lives on the upper floor and stares out of the window all day. His arms and wrists are covered in scars and there's an anger in all the lines of his body we get on well. His face is often sullen when I speak to him, but occasionally he smiles. He loves looking out at the trees, the distant skyline. He's happy that I finally moved back in, and I'm happy that he has chosen to stay in the house, despite that. There's a girl with red hair who lives in the room opposite the boy with the scars. She never speaks. 
She sits in the far corner of her room, curled up tight and as silent as a mouse, and writes all day in her diary. She and the boy with the scars are friends. I see them sitting together often, him showing her the trees and sky outside the grind-up windows, or her showing him the things she's written in her diary. Both of them look so exquisitely happy together, and it about breaks my heart. They always sit close, with their knees touching, or hands clasped, arms links, or heads resting together. I've seen them laughing, although being ghosts, no sound ever reaches my ears. I'm so very glad that they have each other. The girl is a little scared of me, I think. She was so quiet and still when I first came into possession of the house that I hardly knew she was there. And once I did, I tried to shoo her out, dismissing her as a lingering nuisance. I'm learning now that she has a lot to say, quiet and still though she is. The boy with the scars has taken it upon himself to show me. It was he who introduced us, after all, standing protectively in front of her when I first tried to shoo her out. Then, later, encouraging the girl out of hiding by assuring her there was nothing to be afraid of. The boy with the scars and the girl who never speaks have a cat, a brown tabby cat who lives with them on the upper floor. The three of them seem very happy together, keeping away from the tormented spirits floating around the rest of the house. I meet the cat the most in the front hallway. Often it will be sitting at the foot of the stairs to greet me, looking up at me with ageless eyes as it winds around my ankles with a silent purr. I'm happy to be moving back into this house after so many years. It's been neglected for so long, and dust and grime coat every surface. There's a lot needing cleaned up, and thrown out, and a lot of work to do before it begins to feel like a home again. But with you by my side, my love, I know I can manage it. The ghosts are perturbed at my moving back in, of course, and by your presence accompanying me. The nice ones have agreed to be courteous, and I've ordered the nasty ones to behave but I can't guarantee that any of them won't get out of hand at least once during our time here. But you only smile, shake your head and kiss my nose and remind me of your own ghosts, currently sitting on boxes out on the sidewalk and grumbling. I wonder how we'll all get on rattling around in this house together. I can accommodate yours. You assure me you can accommodate mine, but how will they feel about each other? Perhaps the man in my attic won't feel the need to come down the stairs and bother me if he has someone like himself to keep him company. Perhaps the woman in my kitchen won't feel the need to shout and throw things if there's another woman like her sharing her space. Perhaps the man in my sitting room won't need me to change the channels for him anymore if he has another old man like himself there who wants to watch the same soap operas. Perhaps the children in my bathroom won't need to pinch and play pranks on me if they can pinch and play pranks on other impish children their age. Perhaps we can both finally be left alone with each other if these troublesome ghosts can help bring each other peace. In any event, I look forward to spending more time with the boy with the scars and the girl who never speaks, and their cat, although it doesn't always stay around the house for long. I know you have a boy who never speaks, and a girl with bruises on her skin and fire in her eyes sitting on one of the boxes we left on the sidewalk. I'm sure they're all dying to meet each other. I have a feeling they're going to get along famously. Come on, love, we better get your things inside before it starts to rain.
thank you so much for listening. This story was written by Rebecca Reed, and you can find another one of her wonderful stories in the latest issue of Jabberwookie magazine. There'll be a link in the show notes. If you have a story you'd like us to read, then contact us through our Facebook page and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.